Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture give each other the stare down, and only one of them is going to blink surprise, it's not going to be Jesus. We are so glad that you are with us today. We're going to be talking about all things that make us geek out and give glory to God, but I'm not going to be doing it by myself. Tonight, I am joined by a very special cadre of miscreants and rogues. These are some of my pastor friends. We hang out at youth camp every year, and this is a, this is sort of a, a youth camp asterisk episode. We're going to have a great time tonight. We're going to, I can't wait to introduce you to him. In brightest day, in blackest night, he's from Kentucky, but he's all right. It's Pastor Lloyd Smith. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. Moving around. Thank you. He is just like Tony Stark, only instead of an arc reactor, he has crippling ADHD. It's Pastor Justin Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) Take your time. Take your time. Compose yourself. Welcome to the show, Justin. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's always an honor. Um, and to be honest with you, out of you, the times we've spent at youth camp, I have learned to look forward to this moment, and awesome. I'm so glad that we have it. <laughs> well, we we didn't get a youth camp, but uh, but at least we'll always have we'll always have the podcast. <sighs> moving around, completing our uh, completing our guests this evening. Our next guest inspired me to take a napkin and write Canon for America on it. And I'm gonna get something for her husband too. It's Lindsay Cannon and Pastor Mayor Rodney Cannon. Hey, hey everybody. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, you're my write-in, you know that, right? <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna make America great again. Oh, dear God. <laughs> and of course, listeners, ever faithful Nerd of God squad, we have you with us. Feel free to join the conversation. You can connect with us across all the social medias on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can visit our blog at nerdofgodcast.com, or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. Or you can check out our Facebook small group, the Nerd of God Squad. We have a lot of fun. It's a great place to call home, a great group of nerds to call your own. Check it out. Send us a request, and we'll let you in. We're a pretty indiscriminate group. The Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. Share some memes and live your dreams. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome to our camp episode. Normally, we do this at camp, but here we are in 2020 where nothing goes to plan. So, uh, Lloyd, tell us tell us the camp story this year. We were all going to come together, but then... Yeah, so we were all coming together for an amazing camp season, and then uh, apparently, I'm not sure, but it sounded like there was some kind of virus. Uh, Maybe it was a conspiracy, maybe it wasn't. It just depends on who you listen to and what article you share on Facebook that day. That's right. um, That was shared, and now all of a sudden, everything is gone. (laughs) <laughs> I only trust the Onion and Babylon B. Those are my go-tos. Absolutely. <laughs> and CNN. Solid plan. It's those three. <laughs> what it sounds yeah. like, it sounds like an old camp theme came to life is what it sounds like. Yeah, so so uh, again, youth camp always being ahead <laughs> of the curve. Florida, Church of God Youth Camp. What was it, about six years ago that we did the infected camp? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was 2015. 2015, so yeah. five years ago, yeah. and the whole theme yeah. was about, it was the mask, right? Make sure to, you know, 
I guess I guess we were telling people to take off the mask. Maybe we're to blame for this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a video. There's a video that uh, somebody shared. I can't remember, but when we brought all the kids together and we stood up on top of the tabernacle down, looking down at the balcony, and we actually told everybody about this virus outside yeah. and how awful it was, and we were hoping to find a cure, and somebody shared it, because I guess it showed up on their memory, and they gave the caption and the hashtag, this aged very well. Very well. <laughs> Straight well, impressions. At, at camp meeting, at camp meeting, if you remember, we had, um, we had lead students in hazmat suits. Yeah, yeah, and like co college ministry interns from the with its lead institute, and exactly. they were promoting youth camp walking around in full hazmat suits. Which do you still have those? Because those are going like hotcakes right now. We do. I actually have them on eBay right now for uh, five hundred thousand dollars each. I'm saying it's, it's way it's way smarter to buy one than rent one. That's what I found. Exactly. Well, here's the here was the here was the funny part. Well, it wasn't funny. It, it, well, it was a little funny. Is that at that time we actually it was the the night of missions. And there were there were several um, missionary pastors from Africa, like African pastors that were there. And it was at the no. same time that Ebola had broken out. No, dude. Yeah, and my brother Tony walked up and goes, "Man, get those kids out of those suits. You're freaking these guys out." And it was real. Like, so I had to get the kids out of the suits. It was it was terrible. So they were looking for like Dustin Hoffman coming around the corner, Rene Russo. They were waiting waiting for the whole thing to break out. Oh my goodness. Exactly. Life imitating art, imitating life. Now, now again, youth camp being ahead of the curve, I, I hate to kind of throw it back and remember, but the last couple days of youth camp last year, we had an outbreak on our camp property, if you'll recall. Yes. Where yes. Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd is having flashbacks right now. He's, he's got the thousand, thousand yard stare going on. <laughs> Yeah, so yes. the, last, the last two or three days of youth camp, it was like some of our, our leaders started getting sick, and then some of our campers started getting sick, and by the end, it was just basically, who's still holding on here? Um, and we Did we ever find out what that was? I, I don't know. I, it was just- COVID-18. COVID-18. It was the prequel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also known as bubble guts or loose poops. It was, yes. it was yeah. rough, dude. And people were people were just dropping like flies, man, getting sick one after the other. We had we had to start moving kids and combining rooms, and uh, it, it was it was crazy because even yeah, we lost one of our main members, like yeah. the main like our two leads. One of them uh, got sick and had to go home the day of, so we had to like throw an audible uh, and film it and then show it to the kids so they could just see how the storyline ended. But I actually just, out of frustration, and was very thankful that she stayed, I went up and hugged her uh, to <laughs> tell her. And I, and I walked on the stage when it was over and hugged her and said, thank you so much for doing this, I don't care. And then on my way home, by the way, from camp that Friday, which is a, like a seven hour drive, I paid for that mistake. Oh no, dude. Seven hours. I never heard the story. Neither did oh, I. I had to, dude. I had to pull over. The kids <laughs> that I were driving back from my church were like, "Pastor, are you okay?" And I was like, "No, shut up!" Oh my gosh. <laughs> he, he got he he got home with only one sock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, awful. man. Yeah. So yeah. so for for those of you guys who don't know that are listening, at our youth camp, we do something probably different than almost every other youth camp in the country. We do a full on like stage production with uh, like interactive moments, video packages, characters. I mean, there's like interactive social media things that kids can participate with throughout the week. I mean, it's it's really, it's 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 like a Disney-esque experience. It's, it's 
huge. It's next level. And, and every year they put together this whole package. Last year, of course, we, we kind of had to figure out how to wrap the thing up with missing cast members. But this year, we had a plan that was really, honestly, over a year in the making. Uh, this was going to be one of the biggest kind of theatrical presentations that we'd ever done. Uh, Lloyd, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about this this plan. So, yeah, we had, I have been pushing for this specific theme for like three years now and trying to get it and it's trying to, and there was all exaggerating. Yeah. There's always been somebody that's come in with a, a really good theme kind of at the midnight hour. That's just kind of trumped all over themes, which is saying or that, sometimes well, just an okay theme at the midnight hour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what year was high school musical camp? Youth camp musical. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's and, let's uh, move, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so we came up with this idea about go spending the entire camp in the upside down and having it grow as the week was going and the like vine was bigger. A stranger things. And so we were building this entire set, like a, a working arcade that the kids could play on that was actually gonna be the stage set. And some of the games were going to open up to where the actors and the actresses could walk into the Upside Down. And it was going to be very Tron-esque, as if Tron and um, kind of uh, Red Dawn met in the middle with Stranger Things. And that's kind of where we were going. So they could and, walk man, into it was, the internet. That's what you're saying? Into the <laughs> interwebs. The interwebs they would go through. Picture and, and it was going to be, it was this great idea, man. I was so pumped to finally get Stranger Things, and then apparently that was also the curse of camp. <laughs> the Lord the said nay, nay. Got Yeah, that it got shut down, so. Yeah, and and you know, as disappointing as it is, lots of things have been getting canceled. I mean, this is not like, this is just one of any number of things that are kind of getting canceled. Um, right. we, we had a uh, we had a, an event for our state youth board, and we were gonna be going to Tennessee we're going to be working at a, the, the biggest event. I mean, I, without question, I think attendance-wise, it's the biggest event in our denomination, which is Winterfest. And we were going to, uh, I'm, I'm throwing the air quotes up there, we were going to go work and serve at Winterfest with our state youth board. Uh, had a cabin up there, I mean, beautiful property. Our youth director went all the way out to help us to, to make this happen. And uh, I was supposed to ride up there, Justin, with you. We were gonna we were gonna ride together, meet in the middle of the night, go catch a plane, do the whole thing. That day that we were leaving, Justin called me and he's like, "Hey man, I'm not going. My wife, you know, has reasons to to think that this could be a dangerous situation with sickness and contagiousness." This was this was again. Justin's always kind of a little bit ahead of the curve. Little literally, the first guy I ever met that had a fidget spinner. He's always on the cutting edge. And he's like, yeah, I don't think this is a thing. I'm like, come on, you mean that disease that everyone in China has? That's not going to be a big deal. Get on the plane, go up there, literally get off the plane. And within 10 minutes, I mean, I'm, I can still see Ty Tyson McGee Airport there. And Justin calls me. He's like, they just canceled Winterfest. I'm like, son of a crap. No, no, what you did, <laughs> what you did, because, because of the other side of me, which is always pulling your leg, or trying to at least, is you went, you paused for a second and you said... Please tell me you're joking. <laughs> I said, bro, in any other situation, this is the, honestly, I would tell you straight up that this is the God's honest truth. And you asked me again, all right, just just tell me you're joking. 
<laughs> now, those of you guys that know Justin, I'm justified in asking multiple times, right? Oh, no, for sure. Definitely. For sure. for sure. I'm surprised you stopped it too. Yeah, you know. So I, I honestly didn't believe you, and we went to Cracker Barrel. So we, you know, we're driving from from Knoxville into to uh, wherever we're staying at Pigeon Forge or uh, Gatlinburger, and uh, so we stopped at Cracker Barrel for breakfast, my wife and I, and the people at the table next to us uh, got a phone call, and they're like, they just canceled it, they canceled that, okay. And I said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to eavesdrop on your phone call, but did you? What did you say they were canceled? She said they said we work at the um, was it the Thompson Bowling Center? What is the, the Thompson the, Bowling Arena? Thompson, Bowling, yeah, Bowling, Thompson Arena. Bowling Arena. They said we work there. We're food vendors there, and they just called us to let us know that they canceled Winterfest and Monster Trucks. And I'm like, Paul, dang it, man, that sucks. That it, now I Monster Trucks. Monster <laughs> Trucks. Tony, Tony cussed out loud, and then and then had to follow up by I'm, I, I was going to Monster Trucks. <laughs> Yes, I was going to monster trucks. I wouldn't go into the Church of God event. And then I showed them my little pegboard with three things left in it. It's like, it's okay, I'm an ignoramus. I am. <laughs> so Winterfest, so we, we're stuck in Tennessee, and then I'm afraid. I'm like, well, we're not going to be able to get home. Are they going to cancel our flight? I started panicking because people at home were saying, well, everyone's buying up all the toilet paper. I'm like, what the crap? I'm, I'm not home to buy toilet paper. I'm so afraid right now. But so many things have been canceled. What, what, what has been your experience? I mean, you're, you, you all pastor churches. And we haven't had anybody from our local church that has had COVID, but we've had people from our local church that have uh, been exposed to it, had to quarantine, never got it. We've had people that have family members. Uh, I, I, I reached a funeral uh, just last week of a family member of uh, of, of somebody in our church that that died from COVID, Dang it, man. and um, so it's just it's 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 crazy. Uh, it, I don't know, man. It's the weirdest thing in the world that every, everybody's kind of experiencing the same things, um, but then there are, then there are choice few people that live in different. And you almost pinpoint who's being hit the hardest, and it's these churches that are in these metroplex cities all across the nation. Um, that you hear of uh, their doors are shutting sooner and they're staying closed longer. Um, they're getting back up and running and then they're closing their doors again. We had a church a church right across the street from us that the pastor and his wife, um, they had been they had been doing some of these walks and, and going to some of these uh, you know peaceful protests. And uh, in doing that, they had contracted the COVID-19 and brought it back in like, it spread like wildfire through their church That's and crazy. yeah the mother uh pastor across the street his mother-in-law uh which had had cancer was going through bone marrow uh treatments was going for a bone marrow transplant right before she goes in to have this transplant she was doing well and ended up catching covid from her family goes in and within a week they had a funeral for her Dude. And, all right yeah, it, i'm stopping you there you're just depressing me now we were laughing crazy. a minute ago I know. Well, you asked, just you, asked, everyone. you asked what COVID's done to us. So I just want to know if you were having church or not. My goodness. <laughs> well, service has been slow, but funerals are booming. To, light, to lighten it up, though, we had we are still continuing to do services and uh, we are COVID free at church. So God, God protect you. I have some more sad stories, too, if you want to hear them later. Please, please we don't. The suicide prevention hotline is no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, Rodney and Lindsay, how long have you guys been at your church? You're still fairly new in, in town. Um, it's it's uh, eighteen months. 
18 months. So you, mm. you've got a, you've got a foothold in the culture. I know you guys have done some really great things with your online services. Are you meeting in person right now? We are. Um, we <laughs> the way it started out, we were looking at realigning um, our uh, our leadership and uh, uh, just the, just the structure. We were doing some some advanced leadership planning. I ain't even there yet, Lloyd. Shut your mouth. <laughs> that, that, this is this is before any of that. So so oh, wait, okay. March thirteenth. I didn't even think about this. This is going to be beautiful. All right, we've got a whole we got a whole feud that's about to happen right now. I love that. Oh, there's a thing. There's a thing. And and, and what's great about it is because you know if it didn't work out with his, I was coming after yours. That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Lloyd. Anyway, so uh, so so we had this advanced uh, strategic planning meeting at my home with with my staff and we were doing realignment. I was reassigning ministry responsibilities and we were trying to be more efficient in the way we were going about ministry instead of, you know, for my first year, I didn't make a whole lot of changes because uh, the church was pretty well established, but I had I, I, last year and was, was starting to uh, uh, make some changes that were to make it more of my vision um, and, and continuing the vision that God had given the previous pastor while infusing what, um, I felt like the Lord was leading me. So we had this advanced strategic planning uh, meeting and then everything shut down that Friday. Uh, so we didn't meet for service for 10 weeks, I think it was. Uh, we, we went online and we did some, we, we, we had some very creative people who were, who were involved in helping our online presence. Now we had um, been online and, and streaming our services for, uh, about a year but it was mostly just you know um streaming to our youtube channel and and there wasn't a whole lot of online presence it was more uh, uh people would go back and watch it later but this really caused us to focus on our, our online campus and be more intentional digitally because that's where we were reaching people um and, and a lot of people had gone to facebook what what i decided to do was not um if people wanted to find us on facebook they would find the message later uh, I would post it later to Facebook because I found um, when I was watching other pastors do their services online and I was on Facebook, I was on Facebook. So I would scroll through Facebook <laughs> watch and their little window, their little window that. would be like right here. And uh, I was looking at all this stuff and I was kind of listening over here and I realized, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not giving the word the attention it deserves. And so I decided not to do live on Facebook. So we just did YouTube uh, for, for smart TVs, but we have the church online platform through our, our website. And, and that gave us the ability to really connect um, it, it, with, with the chat, with um, some of the, the uh, you know, we did have people on social media and we, we, we encouraged them with hashtags and, 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 you know, doing everything we could to connect that way. And we went that way for 10 weeks. We, we redid our stage. We did a bunch of stuff to really make it um, a, 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 a the best online experience that we could get. Um, but during all of this, responding well to the online services, they were they were really you know our our reach online was um, more than our, our regular Sunday morning attendance when you consider the number of devices that were connecting, and then the, then you go by we don't know how many people were per device. Yeah, I think uh, but if we had numbers, you multiply by like two point five. That's kind yeah, of, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Hey, and I gotta say, listen, I know I've told you this before, but your stage looks phenomenal. 
Like it, it, it looks yeah. great on screen. I was gonna say that same thing. Like your your church yeah. looks like it's made for TV. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Except when this face gets on there. Yeah, then it ruins um, the whole thing. I know, this is a face for radio. I don't want to interrupt you, but what? so what's the heat with you and Lloyd? Lloyd, what's going on, man? Well, Are we going to fight tonight? No. Wait. No. Fight, fight, fight. During all of this, and I'll let Lloyd, I'll let, let Lloyd take it and just, but during all of this, um, I had, over a period of three days, I had four staff members step away or announce that they were leaving. Um, one was retiring. Um, one was uh, moving away. Uh, uh, one was uh, stepping down to be. Actually, two of the others were stepping down to be with, uh, uh, spend more time at home with their family. Uh, so these were were staff members that were heavily involved in what we were doing. And since then, there's been some volunteers that have have had similar situations. So I was left in the middle of of all of this COVID stuff, down four major staff members and. I'll let Lloyd take it from here. I'm sitting at home. I'm watching Wizards of Waverly Place with my eight-year-old little girl. <laughs> Paint a picture Just for us. To... She wasn't there. Don't lie. <laughs> Just trying to grow my church. You know? <laughs> and so, no, so I've been at my church roughly around the same time Rodney's been at his. Um, my church when I took it over, there were 18 people. They said there was 30, but there were 18. That was just, a, the 30 was a bold-faced lie. There were 18 people. <laughs> and uh, um, so... Welcome to the church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, anyway, we... So, uh, so a church member walks church. into a room, and there's a bed with three right. people, a cow, a cat right. on it. Yeah, so, I mean, we've done a great job. The Lord's really blessed it. Uh, you know, my church has come an extremely long way. If you look at the pictures of the live stream when I first got here to now, eat the stage looks different. Every, we really, too. Yeah, it, it's just come a long way. And so um, my staff is, is all part-time because that's all we can do right now. Um, and uh, Rodney called me one night and said hey and he explained to me the loss of all, all the loss of all of his uh, staff members at once and truthfully it was at that moment my heart broke for Rodney and Lindsay like I actually couldn't get past what he was to what he was talking to me about because I couldn't get past what would I do if I was in a chair and in three days everybody left like I don't know what, what I would do and so he called and he said, hey, listen, I need this. This is what I need. Um, and your staff members, I've got a couple that uh, does my youth and my children. And he's very gifted in tech and media. She's very gifted in social media. And um, I know they kind of came to you and they're kind of part time. I, I, I want to. Would you be OK if I talk to him? I told Rodney, absolutely. I'd be OK. Um, you know, he was he was going to be able to offer him a better deal. They've just got they're just adopted two kids and so now they've got a family it's just a better situation for him to go um and so he got he told me he was going to call him he uh Rodney did the right thing uh, there's a lot of people that won't do that he called ahead and said hey is it okay and everything else I went ahead even before Rodney could call this couple I went ahead and called him and said Rodney Canyon's going to call you you need to answer the call and if you, you say yes you're dead to me yeah um I, I said just remember who, who was there for you when nobody else was, but yeah. you go ahead and, <laughs> but, and so, you know, what's great about it, well, this is why the story is great. And truthfully, 
my wife and I, we love Rodney Lindsay. There's no, I know we say feud and get everything else, but it's mostly just for the joke of it. Um, what's so great about it is he told this story about losing all his staff members. And then he took all of mine. <laughs> and so, like, he, bro- <laughs> he broke my heart, made me feel bad for him. So I wasn't going to be like, no, don't call my people. And then he stole my whole staff member. So now I'm sitting up here in Egypt trying to figure out where the work I'm supposed to get. You, you actually, you actually, you actually you know the story about the cursed boatman that would that would paddle people across the river of the dam, <laughs> and yeah. all that he could do to break his curse was to figure out somebody else to pilot the boat. Like, <laughs> yeah, please That's enjoy it. your oar. You look like you're in Egypt with that whatever that fabric is draped over your seat right now. Your Pharaoh jacket back there. What is that? <laughs> this is my prayer shawl. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you look like a matador. Yes. I want to touch the hem yes. of his garment. <laughs> That's right. But so all kinds of things. T- <laughs> you know, we're, we're, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, p- please forgive me, Lloyd. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about COVID. Um, were we? So yeah. Yeah. When COVID hit, also in the middle of my dealing with that, the youth pastor, like two Sundays after we decided to cancel, because we I had three or four nurses that go to my church. So I was talking to them about when do we, I don't want to get caught up on the Facebook news train. And so, but I want to make, I want to be smart about it. And so I was kind of in talk, discussion with them. When do we actually need to shut this down or if we need to do that and we kind of go a different way. So we decided to do it. And we're going to go to home groups instead, 10 or less a lot of social distancing, gloves, masks, whatever we needed to do, but and then we'll live stream in. That Sunday morning, we're supposed to kick that off. My youth pastor is on his way to church and is in a terrible car accident. Yeah. Um, and not only, so he, I mean, the fact that he's alive is a miracle. He should yeah, have like died. When you say a terrible car accident, you're not saying, oh my goodness, now he's got to go buy a new Corolla. It's like, no. oh my goodness, him him being alive is nothing short of a miracle. Him being able to walk is nothing short of a yeah. miracle. Yeah. It was a terrible car accident. It was awful. And so he, um, I, I got to see the car, the lady that, or the company that towed the car told me that there's never, they've never picked up a car from a car, that kind of car accident where the driver lived. Never. Hmm. And, uh, and I mean, that's how bad it was. He also had all of our video equipment that we were using for our live stream in the car because he was helping. I was sending him to help some other churches um, in the area that didn't have live stream stuff to pre-record. So all that was destroyed in the wreck as well. A tornado came and messed up our town. And then also... Is someone playing Jumanji up there? What is going on? And then a wildfire came and just took off. And this was all within like three weeks. I was like, please go to Nineveh, whoever it is. <laughs> go. <laughs> say, I don't think I've seen anybody piss God off that much that didn't live in California. <laughs> and, then you, and then you had a then you had a baby. That was before. <laughs> but yeah. That's what started yeah. it all. And did, yeah. You didn't name your baby Damien, did you? I'm just yeah. curious. <laughs> no. Oh, <man. laughs> so Aside from all the ministry stuff like that, I mean, we've had, we've had, we've all had to adjust for sure. Things have been canceled in our lives. I know, Rodney, you lament the death of baseball season. That's it's it's on now. Marlins are up five one. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yay for baseball, the national pastime. Sports ball. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. That's what I'm all about. 
uh, things have been canceled all the time. Uh, Justin, your daughter got married and yeah. had to cancel her wedding. Yeah, um, canceled her wedding. It was, it was, uh, it gave me more time to figure out where I was going to get the money to pay for it. So that was a good thing. It turned out, it turned out beautiful and it was, it was awesome. Well, dude, I was literally, listen, man, I was on my way. It was the, the day of your daughter's wedding was the day that I said, oh, you know, I'm not feeling very good. Let me, um, let me go get tested for Corona. And it was like, I have coronavirus. And it was, it was I'm glad that I didn't end up going because it was like, man, this is, this is no bueno. But uh, I did not end up getting a chance to go. I, I did watch online. Thankfully, it was streamed. It was a lovely event. You guys did a great job. You have a, you have a wonderful daughter and a wonderful son-in-law. But yeah, you know, think about, I mean, forgive the, the, we're married. Many people are married. If you're not, you may not understand this, but when you are kind of ready to get married, when you, when you're in that mental and emotional state and you've been waiting and you're ready to go, um, in whatever way you want to interpret that, (laughs) like all of a sudden finding out that you have to wait an extra, you know, amount of time. Boy, that's got to be difficult. That's got to suck. Well, Ricky, this is the other crazy part. Ricky, they had an apartment. The apartments were being built, and it was like planned perfectly. It was like right after their wedding, they were going to be able to move into their apartment uh, a week after it was available. So they were going to be able to walk right into the apartment, carry her over the threshold, like that that dream type thing. And Ricky ended up moving into that apartment like a month by himself before they got married so it was it was terrible for us to in, in every every week that went by we're thinking she, she's thinking we should be married right i should be a married woman right now i'm still living at home you know it's but they've been at my house almost every day since they've been married anyway so eating my food um but i've saved money on insurance now so i've been able to take her off my insurance off oh, my car insurance so God bless. Well, we are grateful for that. A lot of cancellations going on. Lots of things we've had to shift and adjust. Uh, you, you know, you guys, you, many of you guys travel a lot. Uh, Cannons, I'm sure you've missed like three trips to Washington, D.C. by now. <laughs> Not One. Washington, D.C., but we were supposed to go on a missions trip to Guatemala, and Charlotte and I were supposed to go to Austria. Oh, my God. And, oh, and General right. Assembly. And you yeah, lots of travel. You may be safer in Guatemala right now. Uh, well, she, and she's forgetting there actually was a trip to Washington that got canceled. Well, but that was only an option because Guatemala got canceled. So wait, don't you guys take your kids? You, you do something with your kids where like when they turn 10, you take them to D.C. or something like that? Yes. I just assume and... that every year you've got a kid turning 10. <laughs> you have like 40. No, <laughs> this is our big gap. See, Katie turned 10 last summer. So we went last fall for her birthday and Sarah is about to be so we have several yeah. years here, so we have to find other reasons to go. So yeah, if there's anybody else's kid that's turning 10 and wants to take a trip, I am <laughs> we'll willing your to tour offer guide. my services on your dime, but, right. but <laughs> all I need is a reason. Well, all of the things that have been canceled and all the things that have been shifted around, we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. We're actually going to talk about the idea of cancel culture and uh, if it's beneficial to society or if it's something that uh, is maybe pushing us in the wrong direction. But before we do that, who would like to play a game? Yes. Yay! Thank you for your enthusiastic roust of approval there. Uh, all right, so grab your pads and your pens, and we're going to play a game tonight called Gone Too Soon? Question mark, name pending. 
and uh, we're going to talk about things that have been canceled, uh, specifically TV shows. Have you ever loved a TV show and then it was taken from you before its time? Yes. Yes. Then you will uh, sympathize, perhaps, with this. What was the show that you loved that was canceled, Lindsay? Mm, there was a Law & Order spinoff called Conviction that I really, really enjoyed, and it only lasted one season, and it left off with a cliffhanger. It was terrible. That's the worst. That is the worst. Yeah. It was Anybody bad. Else got a show that they uh, that they loved that was taken from them. Flash forward. I don't remember that show. Yeah, it, it yeah, was. That, a, I enjoyed to, that. Yeah, it was supposed to Which be the one next was loss. That? That's how it was billed, where they all passed out and had visions of the future, and then they they woke up and they were trying to figure out what was leading them to these visions. And it was one season, ended on a massive cliffhanger, and never came back. That's the worst. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about this tonight, uh, and we're going to do this in three rounds. So I will keep, uh, I'll keep your scores, and uh, we will get right into it. So our first round is called this, The Victims of 2020. And uh, I'm going to ask you four questions, and uh, I'll give you the name of a show that was canceled this year. And, you, and then I will give you an event that happened in real life. And you will tell me which one lasted longer, the event or the show. All right, so which one lasted longer? All of you guys will write your answers on your pads, and when I tell you to, hold it up, we'll see how you do. All right, so here we go. The show God Friended Me on CBS. Have you heard of this? Yeah. This series chronicles the life of Miles Finer, an outspoken atheist and podcaster who has sent a friend request on Facebook by an account named God that suggests new friends for him in his hometown that require assistance. And he decides to follow these suggestions. It's basically a cross between Bruce Almighty and Quantum Leap, I think. So God- Interesting premise. That's what I'm thinking. God friended me or the Gulf War, which lasted longer. Write your answers down and when you're ready, I will call them out. So God friended me or the Gulf War. You remember that limited skirmish in the Middle East? Saddam Hussein, all that? All right, let's show your answers in three, two, one. The Gulf War, Desert Storm, Gulf War, Gulf War. Gulf War lasted for about six months. God Friended Me lasted for two seasons. Oh. I, I was shocked too, so no points awarded for that round, but now you know how the game is played. Here we go, question number two. BH90210 on Fox, which is the sixth show in the 90210-verse, or the number of years between the stories of Infinity War and Endgame. That the one, number of years of their release or the numbers no, no, in the story? the story? In the story. So the main story, the number of years between the story of Infinity War and the story of Endgame. And it's which one lasted longer, right? Which one lasted longer? BH90210 or the number of years between the events of and I'm not, and, and I know there's a lot of time travel and timey-wimey. It's not a trick question. Hopefully you have your answers. Let's see which one lasted longer. BH90210 or the number of years between Infinity War and Endgame. Show me what you got. We will award a time stone to Lindsay, Rodney, and Lloyd. 90210 lasted one season. It was five years between Infinity War. Get a point for Rodney, a point for Lindsay. A point for Lloyd. All right. <laughs> a TV show called Perfect Harmony on NBC. Have you seen this? Yeah. I loved yeah. it. I did. It's Josh Lyman. Wait, it got canceled? Canceled. Yes. 
man. So for those of you guys who don't know, this is a story that I, I, I didn't see it, but I read the premise and I'm thinking, this has got to be a joke. A depressed music teacher attempts suicide, but before he can succeed, he overhears her singing and passes out while lambasting the singers. The next day, he is invited to lead the church choir in a competition. Hilarity ensues. It's Josh it was terrible. I know who it is, but... I mean... It was, I, I, we knew watching it. Forever. We knew when it came out that it would not last more than however many episodes had already been filmed. But we watched it <laughs> anyway because it was great. It out, was of, out of loyalty to Josh. He's great. We just like Bradley Whitford. Bring him the finest muffins and bagels in the land. All right, uh, and so we have Perfect Harmony or The Shelf Life of a Hostess Twinkie. The show which one's perfect, longer? Which one lasts longer? The show a perfect the show perfect harmony or the shelf life of a Twinkie? It's a cream-filled sponge cake. If you guys have never had one of those, they're delightful. Are there shows that will last as long as the shelf life of a Twinkie? We'll see momentarily. How do you spell Twinkie? T-W-I-N-K-I-E. And if you draw a picture of a Twinkie with a cowboy hat, I will give you a bonus point. No, I will not. Twinkie the Kid, y'all. All right, show me your answers in three, two, one, go. De dessert storm. <laughs> uh, Twinkie, 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 Twinkie. Uh, the Perfect Harmony lasted for one season. The shelf life of a Twinkie is 25 days. So, it don't last that long. That is a lie. That is a lie. That is just because people don't have self-control to wait and see how what? long they'll last. How many exactly. lists do get to the center of a Twinkie? One? Two, three. All, all my trips to the Hostess resale store say that that is wrong. <laughs> well, the internet told me it's 25 days. Uh, sorry. What, to, uh, wait, Zombie wasn't Land. that Zombie Land like yeah. based around them just trying to go get Twinkies? Yeah. So, yeah, they ended up getting those, those snowball. That snowball. Trip, those snowball. That's the same, man. Not nah, same. no. The consistency. So, no points awarded there. And the last question of round one here we go. Uh, the TV show Cops, bad boys, what you gonna do, fell, fell very hard out of the popular culture this year. Um, and, or the number of years that the music group The Chicks was unapologetically recording under the name Dixie Chicks. The TV show Cops or the recording career of the formerly known, the artists formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. I refuse to acknowledge them now that they're called the Chicks, but to be fair, I refuse to acknowledge them when they were the Dixie Chicks also. I didn't even know they'd changed their name. Yeah, because Dixie means racist now, I think. Yeah. I this, is my, this is my hot button question. Cops I didn't are know bad that they were still doing South music. Is racist. Come on, answer the question, you guys. Take a stand. All right, if you are ready, hold up your answers in three, two, one. Bad boys, bad boys, cops, 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 cops. Now, now this is this is surprising to me. And in looking this up, the Dixie Chicks actually recorded their first album in 1990. They have been together for a little over 30 years. If you can believe that. Cops came on. This is over. 32 seasons of Cops. Cops beat the Dixie Chicks by just a few months. So cops, it is. Everybody gets a point. Congratulations. And that closes yep. round one. Yes, because 
I I used to watch Cops and um, American Gladiators and uh, uh, Roller Derby all on Fox. Roller Derby. <laughs> That's what's up. It's like the uh, it's like the the trash TV trifecta. Uh, American Gladiator was not trash. No, it wasn't. Okay, so so between the original, cops, between cops, American Gladiators, and and uh, roller derby, let's just say that you saw more than your fair share of mullets. Is that fair? <laughs> Round two. They had a good run. These are shows that are now finishing up their last season. So they are also canceled, but at least they're letting them finish out this year. So at the conclusion of these shows, I'm gonna give you two shows. You have to tell me which one will have had more seasons under their belt. Both of these shows are finishing up their last seasons this year. Here we go. Fresh Off the Boat or Fuller House? Fresh Off the Boat or Fuller House? Fresh Off the Boat is like Goldbergs for the 1990s. Fuller House is all the people besides Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen that are trying to capitalize off their 90s careers. It's Full House if you bought it from Wish.com. It's Full House, that's right. All right, show me your answers in three, two, one, go. We got Fuller House. Fresh. It takes me like three extra minutes to figure out what you're writing on your board, Rodney. Fresh Prince of, what is it? Fresh Prince Wuhan. of Wuhan. Wuhan. Okay. Uh, all right, Justin, you got Fuller House and Fuller House. Fuller House, five seasons, Fresh Off the Boat, six seasons. So I think if you wrote Fresh uh, fresh Off the Boat, you get a point. Rodney, was that what you were trying to communicate? Yeah, okay. that's it. Okay. All right, keeping it going. The Good Place or Lost in Space? Anybody watched either of those shows? Lost in Space is awesome. Well, I is, love Lost in Space, yeah. It is ending after whatever its current season is. So, The Good Place or Lost in Space? Give me the money in three, two, one, go! Good Place, Good Place, Good Place, and Lost in Space. Lost in Space has three seasons, Justin. The Good Place clocks in with four, so sorry about that. Everybody get a point. You guys do remember that we do play this game as everybody against Lloyd, so I'm going to let you guys all pull your points together. <laughs> yes. Are you position? Kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, right. Next one, we got two more in this round. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Modern Family? Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Modern Family? Here we go in three, two, one. Boom. Modern Family, Modern Family, Modern Family, Modern Family. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with seven seasons, Modern Family with 11. You guys all get a point for that one. Yeah. And closing it out right now, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, or Arrow. Still watch Arrow, Lloyd? I do. The one, huh? Mm-hmm. You see that they're... Uh, bringing back Batwoman for season two, but they're bringing a different actress in to play Batwoman. And they're bringing a different actress and putting her as a different character. Oh, perfect. That sounds like a recipe for success. All right, yeah. Star Wars, The Clone Wars, or Arrow, show me your answers, go. Clone Wars, I don't know what, what is the answer? Oh, Arrow, it's a drawing a picture of an arrow. I thought you were just copying off the person next to you, Ronnie. Arrow, Arrow, Clone Wars, I did Wars, too. Arrow. Uh, Clone Wars is seven seasons. Arrow is eight. 
though sorry for everybody that's not Lindsay. You guys got a point, you get nothing. All right, and that brings us to the end of the second round. Right now, our score is Rodney Cannon, six, Lloyd, five, Lindsay, five, Justin, three. So, sorry. And this is the final round. This one is probably going to be the most difficult round. Are you ready? No. Round no. three is called Before <laughs> Their Time. I'm going to name a show that is popularly considered to have been canceled before it was ready to be canceled. I just need you to tell me how many years, how many seasons it was on when it was canceled. I will I will narrow this down to make it easy for you. The answer is going to be one, two, or three seasons. That should make it easy for you. Okay. So all of them, it's either one, two, or three. Before their time, here we go. Firefly. Show me your answer. One, one, two. All right, everybody gets a point except for Justin. It is one. Answer. Sorry, Justin. Okay, whatever your first. We're changing the game. Fall back and go back with your second instinct. So just. All right, um, Marvel's. My second instinct was three. I know it's well that would. Yeah. Marvel's Agent Carter, a lovely show. Did you ever watch that? Peggy Carter, Captain nope. America's girlfriend. She got her own show. Apparently, nobody else did either, and that's why it was canceled <laughs> after just blank seasons. Um, one, two, or three. Show me your answer. Two, 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 and one. Everybody but Justin gets a point. Dang it! <laughs> he even said seasons. I did. I, I, I was pluralizing. I was prophetic in my answer in the first question. Hmm. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Oh, tears. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. It was the more dramatic version of 30 Rock. Came out the same was, year as 30 Rock. Didn't last nearly as long as 30 Rock. How many seasons for Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip? Another uh, Bradley Whitman show. Is that his name? Whitford. Whatever. Whitford. I, I just think he's the weasel from Billy Madison. That's all I know. Uh, <laughs> Business <me>. ethics. <laughs> That's right. Show me uh, to be or not to be. Uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Show me your answers. Go. One, 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 and three. Everybody gets a point except for Lloyd. Sorry, Lloyd. I never even heard of that show. Oh, how the turn. It's really table. good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's like West Wing meets 30 Rock. That's right. That's what it yeah. is. Okay. Exactly. Uh, Daredevil. Great Netflix show based on the Marvel comic books character uh, Daredevil, Blind Lawyer, Hell's Kitchen. Sorry, we're a Christian podcast. Hex Kitchen. Here we go. Show me Daredevil in three, two, one, go. Three, 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 three. Every single one of you is beautiful and correct and organized. Wonderful job. <clears throat> Gallivant. It's a musical show. Kind of like a Knights in Shadow. Lots of singing. Written by the same guy who did the music for uh, Little Mermaid and other Disney classics. Alan Arkin. What's his name? Mankin. Mankin? I'm kidding. I know. Gallivant, the musical show. How many seasons? One, two, three, go! Two, dos. One and two. Everybody gets a point except for Justin. Sorry. <laughs> Not oh, I showed you the wrong number. Oh, it was two. You're right. Okay, my bad. I read it wrong. And our final question for Before Their Time, 
the original Star Trek. The original Star Trek. Space, Final Frontier, these are the voyages of the one, two, or three seasons. Justin, go for whatever your third choice is. Three, two, one, go. Three, three, two, and orange. That's right. Right. Uh, Three seasons is correct. Rodney and Lindsay get a point. Justin, I'm going to give you a point anyway because it really doesn't make a difference in the overall standings. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd, you are coming in with nine points. Justin with six points. Lindsay with uh, 11 points. And Rodney with 12 points. Rodney Cannon wins. Did, did I just get a participation trophy? <laughs> you do. Yeah. A, little, a little ribbon. Uh, yeah. Look under the pews in your church. I'm sure there's still a couple of those left over. Oh, there's plenty of You were making a little masks. ribbon. It says Phyla Games. We're That's making right. masks out of them. That's Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing this game, which we uh, lovingly call, I forgot the name of it already, gone too soon, question mark, name pending. Uh, Roddy, you're a champion, so uh, please look for your prize in your mailbox soon. It's not coming. Uh, speaking of other things that have been canceled in 2020, <laughs> canceling Roddy <coughs> for this, uh, if you had concert plans, if you wanted to go see a Broadway show, uh, if you had Movie Pass or whatever the most recent analog of Movie Pass is, uh, Canons, you guys are Disney people. Do you guys still have Dis- do you have Disney passes? It's a terrible time to have a Disney. He pass. does. I do. Have you been? Uh, not really. Yeah, three times in the past week. That's right. You sent me a picture from Snow White's Mine Train, and reminded me of the time that the two of us rode it together. <laughs> that is a children's, <laughs> children's ride. It is not made for two large men. No, no, it, it, it was not COVID friendly. It was not large man friendly. It, it was not. We were we were crammed in there together like sausages. Um, the, the comic book conventions, we, we do Nerdy Godcast, we do outreach at Megacon. Megacon got delayed and then delayed again and delayed again and then canceled. So like that's, you know, I think they're doing Comic-Con this week, but virtually uh, crazy stuff like that. Again, baseball, basketball, football, uh, all the sports stuff. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Now, didn't they still do WrestleMania? They did it online with nobody watching. It was the weirdest thing on the face of the earth. I watched WWE Raw uh, on Monday, on and it was terrible. It was really yeah. bad. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if I want to blame the lack of crowds or the, the too much talking, not enough wrestling. I don't know, but it was like, this is not what I signed up for when I selected no. this on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see, so WrestleMania was, was, was weird? It was weird. You know, it was just weird because like, I don't know if it was just because they're so used to responding to an audience that like some of the wrestlers were walking down to the ring still acting as if they were high-fiving people. And, <laughs> like, and, and like looking at it, so it was just kind of like, look, Sasha, nobody's there. Go to the ring. You know what I mean? It was like, so, it, it was weird. It was really weird. <laughs> now, are there other things that you guys have seen that are like this? That it's like, yeah, you can tell this is like fake or weird or weird or wrong or it just feels off. Oh, yeah. The the baseball game that I have on in the background right now mm-hmm. has cardboard cutouts of people in the seat. Shut up. Are you for real? I'm absolutely serious. You can serious. pay there to are... have your picture put in the stands. Yes. Okay. I think I've heard about this. And if you get hit with a foul ball, like they'll send you the ball. 
Oh, now that I don't know, but it looks like W W uh, WCW game from like like the old PlayStation, the old PlayStation One game. Yes, with like yes, all crowd. of the fans are just motionless in the background, that's and it's funny. got crowd noise. Yeah, that's very funny. No, I did, I did hear about that. Like you could buy to put your picture on a on a person in the crowd, and yeah, if they get hit with the ball, that the they would send you the ball. Like it was as if you caught it. I don't know. My brother-in-law sent me this sent me this picture of a baseball game in Detroit and it says, and there's a the big sign says, severe thunderstorms are here. The game has been delayed. Please exit the seating bowl. And there's no one in the seats. And the caption, the caption is just in case. <laughs> <laughs> this is a strange time, man, of things being canceled and, and, and all kinds of stuff. I don't, I don't, I, I've never seen anything like it. I can't imagine that anybody else has either. It's, uh, even, all, even all these movies that were supposed to come out, we're in the middle of summertime. And we're supposed to be seeing all the big blockbuster movies and nothing, nothing. I I am supposed to have already relived my childhood watching Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, Black Widow was supposed to come out. Um, Bill and Ted's. Yeah, dude. Bill and Ted Three. Yes. Uh, my son, my son is legitimately upset and does not understand why Godzilla and King Kong haven't come out yet. Like he is aggravated at the fact that it's been stalled because of this. Yes, but but rightfully so. I'm really upset that um, Fast and Furious 9, I mean, what is that? No, I'm not, I could care less about that. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, nobody else may appreciate this, but Lloyd will be with me. I just want my season 10 finale of The Walking Dead. Thank you. It's, it was supposed to air in what March or April? They finished the April. whole season. They had not finished the the post production on that episode when Corona hit and everybody had to quarantine, and they still haven't released the season finale. You feel like maybe they're not doing it on purpose because it's just a little too on the head right now. Like it's like art imitating life. I don't know, and I don't care. I just want my season finale. <laughs> Listen, the show is so good right now. It it got good again. It is, finally, yes. <laughs> And then it was like, they just let it go. Like, you're just stuck. Did Who's going to make it out of that tower? And it was like, are you serious? Yeah, that's fr that's frustrating. I guess people that, that keep up with stuff like that, like uh, if your TV shows get put on hiatus, that's frustrating. Yeah, um, I was thinking more about movies like A Quiet Place 2. Or um, yes. it, somebody just reminded me the other day that, yeah, Mulan never came out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there was a Mulan movie coming out. Yep. That's yeah, crazy. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 84, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and who knows how this, I mean, when is this gonna be over? Somebody said they, there was a movie that they delayed until August and they said, this is, that's it. We're gonna, it's still gonna come out in August. And it's like, bro, it's like a couple days away from August and I ain't trying to go to my AMC. That's all I'm saying. Like, right. I ain't trying to sit next, I mean, you can face me out all you want. Like, I, I, that's what I do. I go, when I go see a Star Wars premiere, I'll buy five seats because these are the, the shut up seats that I want on my left and my right. I don't want to be next to somebody. Um, but bro, like, I don't, I don't know that I want to necessarily sit on that seat that somebody else was just sitting on coughing and dying. That ain't fun. You know, you're talking about um, A Quiet Place 2. Um, just reminded me that John Kraginski has a, he has a, I think it's a YouTube it's all. I mean, he also has has Instagram, but he he's do, been doing this thing called some good news. Yeah, SG, and I don't know if you guys are seeing it. Oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah, he ended up selling it to CBS, and they put it behind their paywall. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's not doing it anymore. Really? Dude, when it first started, it was awesome. And, and, and yeah. oh, I know. Yeah. 
I'm just really thinking really of the busy. episode when he had like the entire cast of Hamilton doing a Zoom call yes. with a little girl who clearly yes. did not fully appreciate what was being given to her. Oh yeah, she's totally from here. Not. She she's from she's from our city. She's from Winter Haven. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she was like one day she'll look back and she'll go, "Oh my goodness!" But that was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Like my, I was grinning ear to ear. So. Silver lining in all of these cancellations is Hamilton on Disney Plus. Hamilton. Because I definitely had on my calendar already when the theatrical version was going to be released in October of 2021. Yeah. And I've already been able to watch it at home. How many times? Um, I've only watched it twice so far. Okay. <laughs> there will be more coming, but I've only watched it twice so far. Somebody posted on the Nerd of God Squad page on Facebook today. Uh, a version of Hamilton, Act One and Act Two, completely voiced by the Muppets. And what? I, I know, I know. But before you get too excited, because I was excited too, I want you to know that, and, and I don't mean any disrespect, because I love creativity and I love like heartfelt homages to the things that you love. I love a smash up. It's basically adequate to terrible Muppet impersonations, trying to sing songs that they have no business trying to sing. Like, oh. When they do get the pitch right, they do not get the tempo right. You'll be about a third of the way through the first song. You go, yeah, I can't. I can't do this. Okay, Tony, have you seen the Princess Bride shorts on Quibi? Quibi, is that what it's called? Yeah, I haven't. I thought Quibi was done too. Oh my it, goodness. Pretty much. It's, it's reenactments of scenes from the Princess Bride by celebrities who are quarantining at home. Really? It is glorious. You have to check it out. Okay. Patton okay. Oswalt as Vecini in the, the whole Battle of Wits scene is fantastic. That's good casting. I One of the things that I love, Josh Gad, the Together Apart, Apart Together. Have you yeah. guys seen these? That's one of brought the, the Lord of the Rings cast together. That Lord of the Rings cast was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. I was emotional watching that. Yeah. And they're all sharing their stories. They're all on a Zoom call. And I, I can't believe when I say they're all, I mean, they are freaking all there. Yeah. And then they start reenacting lines. And it's great because a lot of them are reenacting it from memory, which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, they did a Goonies one too. I think they did a Back to the Future one also. Um, he's got several of them. They're a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so there's been some decent things kind of coming out of, out of out of this whole thing, but uh, there's also been a lot of craziness going on in the world these days. You know, uh, we're looking around and we're seeing a lot of unrest. I'm not here to take sides. I, I think it's tragic when tragic when somebody loses their life for whatever reason. I mean, we can get into the the nitpicky whatever. People are are protesting and they're they're wanting their voices heard, and that's not a bad thing. We're starting to see such unrest in our culture, and people are. I'm trying to use my words carefully here, but go back and make adjustments to history, make adjustments to uh, the, the our national tapestry as if to erase things that that maybe none of us are proud of or that we all look back on and say we're not our, our sterling moments of uh, idealism, but, um, but when I see statues coming down and I see people uh, trying to raise, not R-A-I-S-E, but R-A-Z-E, uh, certain iconic moments, people, characteristics, traits, uh, even the ugly moments of our history are things that make us distinctly who we are right now. Uh, and the birth of cancer, cancel culture 
has really reared its its head in, in, in our society in a big way. People are becoming so reactionary and so sensitive. Are you, are you guys familiar with this term, cancel culture? Help me understand it. You're right. As far as choosing your words wisely, I have had to do that just about every Sunday that, um, especially during some of the heated moments, uh, we had a we had some peaceful protests here in, in Lakeland. And uh, again, like you said, I'm not against, I think that's great. I think people, that's, that's you know, that's the foundation of who we are to be able to speak your mind. Um, and I think it turns into something completely different from a completely separate group that is trying to uh, politicize something that should have never been politicized. I think the entire country was together on the fact that someone, a human being, died um, and and was and was murdered, uh, and it had you know, call it racism, wh whatever you want. I think you have to be able to dive into that person's mind. But to be honest with you, no matter what happens, it's just pure evil. And to when something becomes politicized like it was, it just got out of control. And if you look at most of the things that are going on with the statues that are coming down and um, uh, monuments and, I mean, I guess different wording in, in, in uh, books in schools, I think, that they're, that they're looking at, uh, names of, of sports teams, which at some point seem obvious. Um, like you said in, in the beginning, it, 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 it's it's history because it's who we were and who we've become. It's brought us where we are. I mean, and you want to get spiritual with it. Even Jesus, when he came back, told Thomas, feel the scars in my hand. You know, he didn't, he didn't erase the horrible moments that happened in him. He showed the scars. That was, that showed his humanity and who he was and what the terrible things that were done to him. Um, I think canceling out some of these things um, erases part of the history that we can we are we are we should be able to look back on and say we never want to be that way again now some of the things that are being taken down really have not they're, they're just monuments have nothing to do with any of the things that they're, they're trying to protest and most of the people that are trying to, to in these peaceful protests from what i've seen um have said the same thing um pulling down some of these monuments and in, 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 in different things i don't know i it's just it's just it, it's mind-boggling to me and I, I think a lot of this stuff that's going on probably wouldn't be as deep as it is had we not been right smack dab in the middle of an election uh, election year. So I, I don't know, man, it's just my toss on it. Going for, going for the hot take there, man, for sure. Rodney, <laughs> you guys are big into history. I mean, you talk about your trips to DC where, where it's monument after monument, statue after statue. Um, they've pulled down so many, uh, primarily Confederate statues, primarily, uh, but there have been others. Uh, what, what's your feeling on this? Or what, what do you think when you see things like um, a statue, I believe it was in New York City, of um, Roosevelt, uh, of being taken down because he's on a horse, uh, not Franklin Roosevelt. I, I can only think of Teddy. Robert Williams. No, I know Teddy, Teddy. Roosevelt, but I'm picturing <laughs> what I'm doing it is making me laugh from Night at the Museum. Uh, Robin Williams is on a horse, uh, and he's got, I believe, yeah, like a Native American with him, uh, and, and it was because of his elevation over the other person's elevation, it was considered to be demeaning to a person of color. Uh, when you see this Roosevelt statue taken down, I mean, beyond, what are your thoughts on that? What do you, what's your reaction? 
justified, uh, just, or? Uh, I was not in favor of, of them taking the Roosevelt statue down. Um, I thought that was an overreaction. Um, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, protests around certain, certain historical figures and their statues uh, coming down um, where I'm, I'm a little more okay with, uh, especially when it when it glorifies and, and I don't mean recognized I mean when people glorify a lot of the uh, uh, statues that were, were put up were put up around the turn of the century when these Civil War generals and, and people who survived the war began to die and so the daughters of the Confederacy did a lot to preserve the memory of some of these people by sponsoring and raising money to put up these statues in a time when our country was in, in a different place and where where the, the pride in the, the separation was still there. There was still a lot of bitterness from having lost uh, uh, the, the Civil War and they wanted to celebrate everything that they could. Um, and not to dig too deep into the history of it, but it's not like the, the, the North were gracious in victory and you know wanted to do everything right by the South after, after the Civil War. You know, there was a lot of wrong everywhere, uh, both before, during, and after the Civil you know, War. It was a war. And... It, it, it wasn't just a slap. <laughs> it was, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, it was brothers killing brothers. It was. It was terrible. Um, and and whereas I am not in favor of specifically destroying or tearing down statues that that memorialize moments in our history, I am against uh, glorifying some of the events that that were what it was about um i i am more uh, along the lines of and, and, and again this is where my nerd runs deep build build more museums move those statues to places where people can learn the stories of these generals of that's, these battles that's of these what indiana people. jones says and it still applies it belongs <laughs> in a museum it belongs in a museum and, and, you know, it can't go without being said, never watch part four. Never watch. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. We just have to find that balance, though, between glorifying and making sure we remember where we come from. Well, and I, I think, think that's what we struggle with right now is finding that balance. There is no balance right now. There is no balance. It's, right, it's right. virtually <laughs> torches and pitchforks. Now again, Burn it all down. <laughs> burn it all down. And, and now I don't know, we're, we're, we're an older group of people. I think Lloyd, you're maybe the youngest of us, but you're still advanced into your thirties. Um, oh. Sorry. You're right. <laughs> but when you grew up and when I grew up, Christopher Columbus was a hero, right? Remember that? We used to get the day off for Columbus Day. The banks were closed. And, and it was like 1492. We had like a rhyme about him. And he was he was a hero. And now yeah. he is not. Now he is not taught to be a hero. He's taught to be a, a, an oppressive bringer of genocide. That happened during our lifetime. Why? I, I mean, do we agree with this? To me, I feel like the the generation that's living now is, is wanting to learn a more full picture of our history and the history that we were taught is not a very full picture of history and it's it's a difficult topic to grapple with i mean rodney can can confirm i have really struggled over the past couple of months with a lot of stuff that i have learned that is not 
part of the history that I was taught. And that is pretty and star-spangled awesome as we've always thought it to be. And that's that's tough. Yeah. So I, I, I've got a, a person at my church who is the former pastor, actually of this church. He was the first pastor of this church. And he presented this whole topic to me in a way that I had never thought of it before and, and would have never done it. And this, this is how he said it. The way that people are reacting, that they're wrong on both sides. There's some wrong on both sides. But let, he said, put it this way. You're, you took over the church. Could you imagine that when I was pastoring, my daughter, after I passed away, bought something, put it in the church, had my name on it. It's been 30 years. You don't move it or you offend me. You don't touch it or you offend me. You hurt me. You disrespect him by moving me. Now, as you as the pastor, do you want that 40-year-old relic sitting out there or would you rather be able to do something with it? And so from one side, it is this idea of we have built these structures and built these systems based on people that we're refusing to balance and refusing to pivot from because we think it's disrespectful to them and the people. And then the other side, as the pastor, I should know if I came in and just moved that monument out of the way and got rid of it completely, it will offend everybody. So I need to place it somewhere where it does give this person and this family, because it's not just a person, it's a whole lineage of people. Some, so as Rodney was saying, the museum aspect and everything else, we've gone into, there's literally cancel culture parties online that they'll trend. If they don't like what you say, They'll put like cancel this name party as a hashtag. And then they'll just start building steam and, and building steam and building steam. And where we have lost this idea is self-reflection. That's where we've lost it. it it's, no, it's about, I need to prove I'm right, you're wrong. I'll take it all out and I'm gonna cancel you. I'm gonna make your life hell in order to prove that what you did, who you stand for, what you said is wrong. But that's too far. And then this generation's come up and said, well, the other side's too far because there's been people that have never been held accountable, you know, for things. I mean, there's politicians, there's celebrities, there's athletes. They never get held accountable for anything they say or do. Mm -hmm. And so this is their version of accountability. And there's, I feel like as the church and as a reflection of Christ, we're kind of stuck in this balance of we've got to show the self-control that Timothy's talking about, the sound mind that he's talking about. But if I'm being just transparent, I think a lot of us fail that. Yeah. And we get caught up in one side or the other, and then we're just another voice screaming. Yeah, there's no conversation anymore. It, it just becomes who can scream the loudest. And unfortunately, I think that when it, it, there's a, I don't want to say guilty until proven innocent, but it's almost as if there's no voice or no compelling defense for historical people that have been gone for a long time, you can very, very easily say, well, yes, Columbus did these terrible things, or, or yes, Roosevelt did terrible things, or, or, or yes, Andrew Jackson did terrible things. I mean, but how long until uh, we decide to say, but they also did wonderful and virtuous things that changed the course of history. And, and if we begin to sort of say, well, but they had these character flaws, especially if they're societal and cultural character flaws, and I'm not defending any 
uh, racism or slavery or oppression or genocide. I, would, I couldn't, I wouldn't, the Lord wouldn't. But when someone makes such a notable impact on history, and then you go back and say, but I don't like this part, so I'm going to cancel the entire thing. I'm going to, to, to cut the entire thing. Uh, we have let, well, Urban Dictionary uh, says that, that cancel culture is a social attitude that facilitates a unanimous agreement amongst multiple people that somebody is worthy of hate and slander due to controversial behaviors that they've engaged in. So we don't like what you do, so we are going to to make it impossible for you to do anything, to do anything. And in, in any format, it just becomes a screaming contest of, no, you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't, until no one can do anything. And people are terrified. People, you have celebrities coming out and apologizing for things that they did that you didn't have a problem with 20 years ago. You laughed at them and you followed them and you went to go see their movies 20 years ago. But now it's their fault that they did that thing. You paid for them to do that thing. You clapped for them when they did that thing. But now you're enlightened, so they're the bad guys. And again, I'm not making apologies for anybody, but I am saying culture, please look and see that we're all growing. We're all moving on. There's all things that... that I'm with you on the celebrity thing, and yes, they were catering to the culture. For me, with the historical figures, again, there's there's a balance to be had, and yes, we have to look at good contributions people made and balance that with bad things they may have done, but I also think we have to look at when they have made negative contributions, are we still seeing the long-term effects? And there are some historical figures who made decisions that we are still seeing the, the effects on people groups today and how it's affecting their everyday lives today. And I think that has to be taken a little more seriously than just, yeah, but they did these good things. Like sometimes your bad is gonna outweigh your good. And, and unfortunately people do kind of have the freedom at this point to say, well, that was a hundred years ago. That was 200 years ago. We're just going to throw it all out. And I don't think that we should. I, I definitely think that we have to remember where we're coming from, but I think that we also have to be, be honest when we look at some of those historical characters, because some of them were more bad than good. So there's a, there's an ongoing conversation that I have with, with someone uh, who has tried to, and I'm, I'm going to be careful in my verbiage here because I don't want to, uh, drag anybody down or any organization down. But there's somebody who I've had a dialogue with that has said in schools, uh, schools should no longer use Dr. Seuss as uh, a reading resource for children. H have you heard this? The reasons? Because Dr. Seuss is a, a, a blatant, aggressive, and unrepentant racist. Uh, the, the justification for that is that anytime a non-Caucasian person is depicted in a Dr. Seuss book, which isn't very often, but when it is, uh, it's usually done as a very caricaturistic uh, person. So a black person uh, would, would look like what you would think a stereotypical uh, extra African person might be. They're drawn as kind of tribal African people. Uh, Chinese people would be drawn with really slanty eyes and the the, the big straw hats and, and buck teeth like a Chinaman would. Now they're not being described as 
this person, they're being described as Chinamen, who, you know, in, in a day when for a child seeing someone from China, when they don't have cable or the internet or anything like that, that's the, the other side of the planet. It's fantastical and, and uh, you know, all of this inspires their imagination. But because of imagery like that, Dr. Seuss is, is no longer uh, valid to be used in an educational environment. Um, I don't know that I agree with that. I feel like there's a little bit of a baby in a bathwater sort of thing there. What do you, what do you, what's your take on that? I agree with that. I don't, to me, I can't even think of a Dr. Seuss book and I love Dr. Seuss. I have lots of Dr. Seuss books. Sure. I can't even think of a Dr. Seuss book that portrays people as any race. Like there's so often not actual people in his books. It's all these crazy characters, you know, these crazy creatures that he came from his, his mind. Um, so to me, I don't see his books as pushing racism in any way. Um, but I also, like I, I have not seen the characters that you're talking about that are those over-exaggerated caricatures of people groups. So the specific book that was referenced to me was, Oh, the places you'll go, which is a pretty, Ooh, I'm going to have to go back and look, take a look at it. And you know what? I, I looked because, because I don't want to defend, I don't want to defend anything. Uh, that's that uh, because it's culturally beloved. I don't want to defend anything because of its historical merit. Like, oh, we love this character, we revere this character, this this historical figure that that somehow compromises our righteousness. Like that, we have to make a very important decision on on what hill we're going to die on for this sort of thing. And there's sometimes yeah. when you just got to say, look, I've enjoyed your entertainment. I've enjoyed your product. I thank you for signing the Declaration of Independence. I thank you for discovering America, whatever you've done. But uh, I can't back I can't back your uh, your your horse anymore. Well, we we are in such a and I blame so many different people and 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 uh, situations for putting us this way. We we are in a zero sum culture where it's all or nothing. Right. And that is killing relationships, because it, 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 when, when you when you take a take a step back and look, all right, let's say let's take historical figures and say and and you see uh, uh, negative and you see positive. I don't know that necessarily you need to weigh one or the other to determine if this was a good or bad person. But as people are seeking information, they're seeking knowledge, and that's that's me as 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 someone who wants to know all the things. I want to know all the, the as much information as I can possibly cram in this massive noggin of mine. Um, I want to to get all the information I can and be able to see a person or an event or or something for as much of the information as I possibly can. But the pendulum is swinging too far in the other direction now to this cancel culture, and and I equate it to people, and and, and this may have happened to some people that you know. It's happened to some people that I know. And, and it's been a very, very difficult moment. And, and whenever, like for example, somebody who grows up in church and they're told the stories of the Bible, they're told this in Sunday school, they grow up knowing so many things. They get away from mom and dad or Sunday school teacher or whatever. They begin to read the word for themselves and they start to read things that maybe don't line up 
with some of the things that they were taught as a kid. And it's not that it was bad theology, it was just maybe a misinterpretation of certain scripture, and they begin to read it themselves. And I've known too many people that when they get to that point, they are they go the complete opposite direction. Everything I learned was a lie. One of my best friends growing up, this happened to him. He rejected the truth of the Word of God because when he began to read certain things, he would read about a loving God. He, he, or he, would, he had been told God was love, and then he would read stories in, in uh, uh, the Old Testament, you know, the, the, Joshua and Judges, and, and say, well, wait a minute, this doesn't connect with a loving God. Why would a loving God and have this faith crisis? As we pursue more knowledge, we need to pursue truth, not just the knowledge, but the truth and the discernment to be able to divide the, the, the information that we're getting so that we can see for everything that, that is it could possibly be and not be driven away from truth and not be driven into these polarizing camps. It's it's evident in, in the two issues that are so prevalent right now with the masks, mask wearing and with, with the racist issue. You either if you don't wear a mask, then uh, um, you're want grandma uh, to die. Yeah, you want my grandma to die. Or if you do wear a mask, you are being controlled by the government. And you're a sheep. Um, or you know the right either you know you believe in uh, uh, equal rights for everybody or you are a racist and and it's it's this zero sum and it is not a zero sum uh, uh, issue these are are core issues and people have been taking and attaching their viewpoints on these things and it's dividing us as a country it's dividing us as people of God it's dividing us as the church because I'm uh, transparency I've had people who have talked about leaving the church because. I have put a mask policy in place, and there are those that have difficulty that think, oh, well, you're just trying to to uh, squelch my freedoms. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to protect Mima, who, who if she gets it, she ain't gonna live. It doesn't, um, it doesn't but, help but, you at all to, to tell those people that, no, we're just trying to protect you from the Facebook cameras that are hidden all over Florida, uh, so you don't <laughs> get Skynet anymore. You're not gonna be in the system. We're looking well, out part of the issue. Part of the issue is misinformation. And so we've gotten to this place now, and what Rodney was saying was we're going after knowledge, but we have to go after truth. I mean, we are, live in a world where there's so much information, and 75% of it's misinformation. It's not real, and it's not true. And you can share anything and make it right. I watched, I saw somebody post the other day a picture of, and this is going to bring the Kentucky out in me, of <laughs> the, uh, the NASCAR racers kissing the bricks. They've done that for 30-something years. As part of the race, like as part of a race, it's something that Dale Jarrett started in nine in the '90s, and it's just something they've done about this is the big race, this is the big deal. Well, I saw somebody share an article where somebody plastered a headline that said NASCAR has sold out to the Muslim faith, and it's just had shares <laughs> of thousands and thousands of people going off. I'm boycotting them. I'm done with them. They got rid of the uh, Confederate flag, and now and it's like, no, this is just a tradition, like just like basketball players pop the top of the locker room as they're leaving as baseball players it's, it's different things that they do and everybody just puts a headline on it and that the headline yeah. becomes the truth as everyone knows the, the top of the locker room is the seventh pillar of hinduism we all know <laughs> yeah <laughs> well well and if i could just interject just for a second and only because i absolutely love my peers my peers who are out there who may be listening to this please please take 30 seconds and, and see if something's true before you you post it on on social media 100%. don't just throw it out there and then say well i didn't check it it just sounded <clears throat> right 
The not Babylon only Bee you are doing fake. damage yeah. to the kingdom of God. Listen, not only so, check and see if it's true, because even if it's 100% true, you need to see what that post connects to and yeah. see who's behind it. Because yeah. people are sneaking in with these posts and then you go to their site or you go to their, that's why I've been very careful. I had people in my church that were upset that I wasn't sharing a lot of things uh, when you know when it came to the protest and uh, and, and I had to tell them point blank, like, look, my platform, the platform that I have is under a massive microscope and people are looking to number one, there are people that are out there trying, that are looking to hurt, hurt me and my, by hurting me, hurting the church. And I have to protect you. I have to protect this, 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 our local church. I have to protect our family. And in order to do that, I'm not staying silent. I'm just letting the people that have a voice speak. I have no, listen, for lack of better words, I have no skin in this game meaning I don't have much to say about it. Well, they say, well, just support it by saying, well, when I support it, if I post something and it connects to something completely different, then I'm in this explain game where I'm trying to say, well, I don't believe in that. Well, if you don't believe in it, why'd you post it? You know? So that's, that's where I'm here. And here's here. Let me, let me say this. And I try to say it as carefully as I can, because that's another thing we have to do now. Say it as carefully as we can, because you can be read into. But when I was a little kid, I, I would read stories like Hansel and Gretel, you know? And like you were talking about the Bible stories that you read when you were a kid and, you, and you're like, man, I had no idea that, it, that, you know, that it was this deep and that, man, God really was a God of wrath. Like how did it, you know, but you look at these, these fairy tales and it's, and, and you go to your parents would te you know, tell you these stories when they put you to bed. But I realize, <laughs> until later on, these are grim fairy tales. They were horror stories, you know, yeah. and, but we, but we tell them in a nice way. There are things that, that, uh, that we tell and we have that I mean the the wolf ate grandma. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we tell it in a good way. You know, but but here and here's here's my thing. This is what I was gonna I was saying that I need to be careful in how I say it. We look at we have a we have a certain group of people, and it's not a certain group of people of color. Because if you look at the protest, they're good people, pastors that were involved in some of these protests that are good protests. But then you look at the, the riots. Now, whether you agree with them or you don't, you know, breaking into buildings, burning buildings, none of that's good. That they, that I think everybody in their right mind agrees that that's not good. Okay. So you have if all you these situations. You can email Justin at no. Yeah, exactly. So the, 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 my point is, there's good and bad that come that, that can, can come out of all of this. It's it's the fact that there are people on the other side, and I'm talking about not one side or the other, like us versus the protesters. I'm talking about people that come in and and use a back door to get involved in something that that should be good, and because you have because it looks good to have an, another whole entire group of people that come in, it makes it look it makes it look bad. Now wh whether it's done by one party or the other party, it doesn't really matter. Now we talk, we're talking about these, these monuments and all this stuff, the monuments being taken down and these, these historic, historical figures that are being taken down. And well, we say, well, they did good things, but they did bad things in their past. And it's funny because it, I remember when this whole thing happened with George Floyd and everyone agrees it's terrible no matter what happened. And what I hated hearing was um, when people started picking apart and looking into his past of things that he did wrong, had nothing to do with him being him being murdered. I don't care what he did in his past. Um, but at the same time, 
you have all these people that are that are um, in order to make sure that he's you know that that his the things that has passed aren't looked at they glorify that and then you have people on one side they're saying how could you glorify so what's not we're honoring someone that was murdered and this person just happens to be the person but then you have other people that had that, that had horrible situations brianna and being you know murdered you know in her you know killed in her home and all of these things you dig in in the past you go past the good things that they've done in their lives you know, I love that they were showing pictures of the man being baptized. They were showing pictures of him with the Bible in his hands. Everyone has struggles in their life. Everyone struggles with different things. But it's the good things in, in, in their life that I think we focus on and not the terrible things that they've done in their past, even if it's affecting someone's present right now. Yeah. That's just that's the way I think about it. Well, you, what, you think, thank God that we are not being judged oh absolutely by every past decision i mean could you imagine if they took everything that you and i did before now and said because of that you don't get to do this now oh yeah what would you do that you have if everything you've ever done came to the surface right now in front of your church in front of your family in front of your children you know so what justin was saying you know in when it says in philippians finally brothers and sisters whatever's true whatever's noble whatever's right whatever's pure whatever's lovely I guess the internet just canceled Lloyd. I was just going to say what he was saying. Man, finally, after like an hour and a half of doing this, like somebody starts speaking the word of God, and it's like, nope, you're done. Yeah, Lloyd, get a better internet connection. But, but, you, but while he when he comes back in, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying both. There, there is somebody on the backside of everything that's trying to find the bad in everyone. I think that's where cancel cancel culture can happen to everybody and because everyone people. has a past. Smart people on both sides. I mean, this is this is not a left or right issue because there's, there's people that want to shout down people on both sides, and and you'll see like Donald Trump uh, obviously is not a fan of, of the cancel culture, mostly because it's a, largely directed at him. Uh, but even even Obama said, you know, uh, that it's not activism, it's not bringing about change. If all you're doing is casting stones, you're probably not going to get that far. That's easy to do. Uh, smart people know how to have a conversation. Smart right. people know how to dialogue and not just say, you and I are not uh, in, in agreement here, so you're out of the game. You're out. We can't. Uh, look, whatever your political affiliation is, say what you, if you believe something and, and you're convicted about it and you're going to be a good person about it, we're going to, we can talk about things. We can dialogue. But if you support a candidate that I don't support, I'm not going to freak out and go on Twitter and tell everyone to stop buying your beans and your, you know, seasoning. That's not that's not the way America works. Oh, you said one nice thing about a person that I disagree with on whatever a moral, political, uh, humanistic level, and now we're going to have a campaign to try to have everyone boycott your business just because you said you liked a guy. That's not how America works. We vote. It is though. Is I it? I mean, it kind of is. Just I mean, because you like something, you're allowed to shut someone down? Just because you agree with somebody that's, that's no, different? No, but part of how we express our opinions and our voices is with our wallet. So if we don't agree with someone's perspective and it's their business, I mean, it, it kind of is what America does. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it kind of is. So we can't have a conversation. If, 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 if let's just say that Pastor Rodney, I'm going to hit close to your home. 
Pastor Rodney takes a stand that maybe not it is not super popular with a couple members of your church. You're, you're really, really, really accurate right now. Somebody, <laughs> there's a right way and a wrong way to do it as people who are ultimately on the same team, whether you're Christians or whether we're Americans, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Hey, I don't agree with this thing that you said. I'm gonna go down the road. I wish you well. We're gonna find a different place and we're gonna help build that place in a way that we believe it. Or I'm gonna take all of my energy and my effort to slander your church and to protest in front of your church and to talk about what a jerk you are because you don't agree with me. But those are two different things. I'm not saying we should they're, they're two different actively things. try to tear somebody down. But if I don't agree with what someone said, I can choose not to buy their product. So and you can, but if you're if you're saying, hey, we're gonna boycott this company, what what's the ultimate thing? The, the ultimate goal is one of two things. We want him to go out of business or we want him to acquiesce to our way of thinking. And I think that there's a, a, a part of our culture that says, if you don't agree with me, you're invalid. We can't have a conversation. And it's, it's it, it, I think it's becoming increasingly unbalanced that way. Oh, for sure. Very, for very sure. much I just, so. I just That's had the danger of groupthink. <laughs> yeah, Please, I just go had ahead. something, I just had something pop up in my Facebook memories the other day and it was basically something to the effect of, I don't care nearly as much about who you vote for as I care about how you treat people who voted differently than you. Exactly, exactly. And that, I mean, that's very much how I feel. I'm just saying it, it is kind of an American thing to, to express your opinion how you can. I, I understand that, but I think that just because, and, and you know what, if somebody says, we're gonna do something that's morally reprehensible or what, but if you say my political views are different than yours, I think it's a little extreme to try to put someone out of business. I think it's a little extreme. I, I do. I think it's 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 and it comes from a spirit of the same thing I've seen on my Facebook. If you're going to vote for this candidate, unfriend me now. Really? We can't have a conversation. We it, it's like we're children as a culture all of a sudden. And, and and it goes. There was an episode of a fantastic show that I've enjoyed. Uh, I only watched season one. It's maybe canceled now. Who knows? But um, it's called The Orville. It's like the best new Star Trek show that's not a Star Trek show, right? And uh, it, they go to a planet where everything that everyone does is upvoted or downvoted. But basically everything you do is either like, yeah, that's really good or boom. And if you go down, like you can't, you can't work, you can't eat, you can't, you're ostracized, from, you're blocked from- You're sentenced to death. Indeed. And, and, and is that not where, I mean, is that not just, just hauntingly close to where we are right now, socially? It, it is, and one of the problems that, that we have is how easy it is to whip up a crowd. Yeah. And how, how groupthink has become the norm. You know, you've got, you've got those that are pursuing knowledge, but then you've got those that whatever the topic is for the moment, they're gonna, they're gonna run with it. I mean, and, and this is nothing new. The, it, it was the crowd that shouted Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It was the crowd that days later crucify shouted him. crucify him. It's groupthink. It, it's, it's I'm going with the mob. And, and, you know, I'll throw cliches out all day, but it's easier to make a point than it is to make a difference. And if you can drum people up with the, the, the topic of the moment and you can get people excited on whatever topic it might be, then you're going to gain support. And because we're in a, in a right now culture and everything is, is immediate, 
you'll forget something a week later. So you have to capitalize and utilize that platform uh, through social media, through whenever you can to whip up that crowd now. Um, I mean, we can think, and, and, and there's nothing coming to mind right now, but, but only because I hadn't prepared for this part of it. You can think of things that, that maybe even three or four months ago that people were all up in arms about, and, and now it's, it's nobody cares. Yeah, because so we, of the group think, the hive mentality, it's just gone somewhere else. Yeah, we were looking back, as my son and I were having some conversations, just talk about the issues. We went back and I was looking at some different things on YouTube, maybe videos of people that were kind of talking and discussing ideas. And, and they were talking about, uh, you know, we're talking about shootings and things like that had happened. And some of them were just a few years ago. And I'm like, yeah, I completely forgot that that was a thing. Like, <clears throat> talking about it like it's like, this is the most important thing that's ever happened in America history. And this is going to change everything. And it's like, yeah, dude, I, I completely forgot that that even happened. Yeah, what happened to killer? What happened to killer? What happened to killer wasps? <laughs> what happened to killer murder clowns? hornets? What happened to the killer yeah, clowns? Murder hornets. Now you know, I want you know cotton what? candy. Thank Lynn. Thanks, Lindsay. Yeah. You know what? I, you know, with, with to add to what Rodney was saying, you have, I think, you know, the old saying: there's when you when you have a situation that there's there's too many chiefs, not enough Indians. I think that it's the opposite. Oh, 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 I got to stop you right there. That's not. Oh, a, sorry. Not a culture. Native, Native American. Sorry. Too indigenous, indigenous people. people. Too many chiefs, not enough Native Americans. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying that, that that's the that's the old saying. But I think these days there's so many. Let's just use this word, shepherds and sheep. I think there are so many sheep and not enough people out there to really shepherd them and speak up. So what you have is you have a group of people that jump in line because they don't want to seem. If they don't jump in line, they're racist. You have to you have to be able to speak. To, and I'm telling you, there were people online that were. If they don't jump in line. People will stop buying your beans. Right. You're you're you're, you're being <laughs> you're being you're being shamed. You're being shamed. Tony yeah, is offended. Right. He wants to make sure that Goya stays in business. I didn't say any names. I'm not promoting anybody. But adobo is delicious. <laughs> yeah. But you but you get what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying, you know, and, and, and you're right. There's, there is a, as, as Rodney said, groupthink, mob mentality, and, and, and there's a shame culture too, as well. If you don't agree with me, you can feel ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I'm watching right now, because again, I have an 18 year old son. Cannons, you guys have, you know, teenage son. You got young adult children as well. Uh, and and in their culture right now, if you don't think a certain way, you're so far out of the acceptable lane of the zeitgeist that there's just not even a conversation. It, 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 you just are ashamed for having a different opinion. And as Christians, it's very hard anymore to line up with the left or the right with, without some level of conviction. I'm just going to tell you, if you can completely blindly ally yourself with any of the major political parties in our country, you're probably doing something wrong. Something, somewhere. You probably missed it somewhere. Um, yeah, and that's why we're voting Lindsey Cannon for for president. <laughs> it's on a napkin. It's official. Um, we asked we asked our squad, uh, Nerd God Squad, on on Facebook for some feedback on this. A couple of good thoughts that came in. Andrew Whiteside uh, said, "As Christians, we should rely on Romans thirteen one and First Peter three fifteen regarding our speech. As a corollary, we should listen to brothers and sisters telling us that speech is offensive, rather than us telling them not to be offended." I like that thought. That's good. Ryan Felton said, we must be willing as Christians to forgive. People make mistakes, and if we believe God can change us, he can change others also. Second chances are a huge foundation of our walk with God. 
And then Jenna Miller D. Macellis, who I probably just slaughtered her name, said, what saddens me the most about the current cancel culture is that it never allows one to grow or change. You will be perpetually on trial for your previous crimes. This is the hold that Satan has over us all. People will always be prisoners of our past sins, and it's only God who can set us free. When someone is canceled, they're forced to live in their past transgressions, never able to experience the freedom to change their mind or opinions. And if we only can judge someone by their lowest moment, there is no opportunity for growth. You can grow the most beautiful butterfly wings, but you'll never not be a caterpillar to yeah. some. And that's, that's, that's hard. Especially when the, the foundation of our faith is being forgiven and forgiving one another, encouraging one another to become more Christ-like. Uh, we can't hold the world accountable for the standards that Christ does, but as believers, we can hold ourselves and to some degree, our brothers and sisters accountable for that. We can and we should, but we do. We make mistakes and, and God forgives and culture won't change, but we're part of culture. And it just seems like, especially the church, we're just every passing day, we're just seeding more and more. We're just, the, the line is drawn and, and the world steps over it and we fall back. So what happens? And I'm asking a serious question to people who this is your life. I mean, this is your, this is not a, a hobby for you. You're not spectators, you are leaders. So I'm asking you honestly, what happens and you know, you know it's coming. What happens when the word of God gets canceled? When culture won't abide sound teaching and, we're, and, and this is biblical. So you know it's coming. What do you do? when scripture is hate speech? I, I think we are, are well on our way to that. And I, I said this on Sunday to my congregation. I feel like a lot of what's happening with, with COVID right now is God is uh, turning the Western culture's idea of church, the American church inside out. And we are uh, trying to find the new what is new normal for for church but it's upsetting what we're doing see there there's so many people who are afraid they the, their biggest fear and they'll never say that they're afraid but their biggest fear is that things will not go back to the way they were before this virus and and i think that i don't see it returning that way and i don't mean to be doom and gloom but along what you're saying is is uh i, I see that coming more and more um not not to be a uh uh Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins uh, <laughs> left behind type uh, uh, path here, but Jesus said they hated me. They're gonna hate you. And if I want to be like Christ, it's you know like Paul, I, that I may know Him in the power of His resurrection. And and that's oh everybody loves that. Oh give me that. Give me that power of His resurrection. Oh, yeah. I don't want none of the fellowship of His suffering. None of the fellowship. But that's where the, that I may know Him. Fellowship, communion, koinonia, connection with that suffering. So if they hated him, they're going to hate me. If they persecuted him, they're going to persecute me. And what people don't like, and here's this word, is that they, they don't like privilege. They don't like to see their, their lives as having been privileged because it, it's been hard. It hasn't been easy. Those don't mean the same things. In the American church, we have had a privileged existence because in the when compared to the global church, 
we have not experienced the persecution that people have around the world or in the history of the church uh, uh, throughout um, the, the, the past no. 2,000 years. Well We've said. not been fed to the lions. We've not been burned. Uh, Nero poured wax on Christians and lit them on fire to light his parties. Yeah, but sometimes That's persecution. We go, sometimes we go to churches that don't play the music that we like or the temperature is not just so. I think uh, what's uh, Andy Bernard said it best. This is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. I've not had a very hard life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And I think that you're going to really see a culling of the people that are really serious about their faith when the heat gets turned up. Uh, it, it reminds me of John uh, 6. When Jesus starts saying, hey, all right, we fed you fish, we fed you bread. Uh, now you're going to have to eat of my flesh, drink of my blood. And they're like, that's hard. We're going to go ahead and leave now. Because we didn't sign up for hard. We signed up for the free lunch program. And um, and they, they left him and they followed him no more. I mean, that's for real. The, the, numbers, the numbers of the church dropped that day from 5,000 to 12. Roddy, you want to talk about you want to talk about losing your staff? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think we're all in in the boat that our numbers are not what they were as far as you know whether it's virus and people staying away or whether it's people who the, the heat is being turned up and people's true selves are being realized. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people have and I thought about this the other day because I've had struggles with those who have not come back and not watched online and and I've lost people and and. It's it's difficult as a pastor because you try not to take it personally, and yet sometimes it is personal. Sometimes it is something that was said or something that was done. And what I've found is that people have a whole lot of tolerance for your your failures when their lives are okay, but when their lives are in distress, they have no room for anybody who is not exactly what they think they should be. So if you're not the person who I think that you need to be, and you fail me in some way, then I cancel you. Yeah. Um, and, and I cancel you and your church and your organization or your product from my life because I got enough bleep to deal with. I don't need um, yours too. And that is, is as leaders, we have to make sure we have all of our stuff together, but we also have to be able to, to operate with grace with people during their times of need as well. And that's something that cancel culture doesn't understand. That's something that Christian culture doesn't understand is grace. Yeah. And anybody who says they understand it identifies that they don't. Yeah. I think that you're right. I think that culturally you're right. I think as you were saying about what happens when the word becomes you know, the, the thing on the chopping block for the cancel culture. I think we as a church, we have to understand that that is going to come. We have to be prepared for the day that that comes. But we also don't need to put ourselves on the chopping block until that day comes. Right. <laughs> you, a lot of people, and I, I hate saying that, and this is, I've even said this to people in my church that have said, you know, Pastor, why are you doing this? Why did you go to online only? Why did you do this? Why did you, listen, I am more than willing to go to jail for my faith going to jail and having issues i'm willing to go to the gallows for my faith but i am not willing to do that just so we can come together and sing one song together and i can preach that's not my faith the bible, my faith is says, in Jesus. The bible says oh to obey the laws of the land too i mean there are certain things <laughs> and we, I, I feel like that to fight with faith people say well if you don't 
well, if, you, if you're canceling all this stuff and you don't have faith, well, no, I have intelligence is what I have. I mean, yeah. you know? Yeah. I just, I feel like, listen, the word, we have to hold by the word. We have to hold to the word. But at a certain point, there's got to be an element of, okay, what am I doing as a person to cause this, can to bring this cancel culture on myself? Because if the Lord leads me there and he's going to be hated for his cause, absolutely. But if I've done it because I don't know when to shut up and I don't use my wisdom and I don't, then it's my fault. It's not the Lord's. Mm. And, and I go back to what I said when we first started, this self-reflection thing is lost on many people. Yeah. I made a comment on Facebook a few weeks ago that I had to take down because fellow ministers, fellow pastors messaged me and came after me. And the only thing I said was, he's my not. president, not my king. And that's it. I didn't even name him. But he's my president, not Which my king. Did someone think that you Who were talking about you were the president of Germany or something? I'm just saying, like, I, I, didn't, throw, I didn't throw any names out. I didn't. I'm just saying, and, and that's the way I stand by that. It, but they went after me. And so I refuse as a, as a Christian and as a leader to allow myself to say something that's going to cause it. But also, I refuse to be canceled. Well, we have been talking for a, a very, very long time tonight, but it's been, it's been a great talk. The best part about this is that at the end of it, Lindsey Cannon and I can agree about boycott culture and who should buy beans from whom, but she's still one of my very best friends because ultimately there's so much more that brings us together than any difference that we can have. Any difference, not only as Americans, not only as, as friends, but as Christians. And I think that's why really the burden of this, and it goes back to what I believe Lindsay said at the beginning, is, is how we're out of balance. The, the, the only one who can balance the scale is the one that is not connected to the sides that go up and down. The only thing that can balance it is the one that's on a firm foundation that can stand on something else besides what is pulling on it and what is weighing on it. And it doesn't mean that the issues are not real. It doesn't mean that there's not injustice in this world. It doesn't mean that there's not unfairness in this world. And it doesn't mean that there's not hurt on, on, on either side. But what it does mean is that we hold a value that is not dependent upon the headlines, that is not dependent upon the history, and that is not dependent upon the hurts that people are experiencing. We, we are built upon holiness, we are built upon the love and, and grace of Jesus Christ. And that is from everlasting to everlasting. We are like the chosen one of the Jedi Council. We were supposed to bring balance, and that's us. We can, we can serve the hurting. We can bring grace and, and wisdom uh, to, to those that are on the outskirts. We, can do, we are the only ones who can, because Jesus is the only one who could. And we're his agents. We are filled with his Holy Spirit. We speak with the authority of his word. And that is our job in this world. It's not to get all our feathers in a ruffle every time someone says something we don't like. It's not to be uh, motivated by our guy got elected or our guy didn't get elected. Stop listening to what talk radio and podcasts have to tell you. And I understand the irony of what I just said. I get that. <laughs> 
it, 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 it's the word of God. It's the word of God and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And if you're a Democrat or a Republican or a socialist, a socialist really, then, then, then go to the word of God and let that be your standard. And we can't hold the world accountable, but we can definitely be the light of the world. That's what Jesus said we are. And that is what the world needs right now. And that's the bottom line. Because <laughs> Lindsay Cannon said so. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. Let us know what you think, agree or disagree. If you, uh, if you want to jump into the conversation, please connect with us across all the social medias. You can even give us a call at our Nerd Godcast hotline. That's 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T. Leave a message. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And if you have any complaints, uh, that email address is justin at T... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we are so grateful uh, for, for all of you guys. Thank you for taking the time to come out. Again, a longer show than I anticipated, but, but great challenging content. I wrote this down. Rodney Cannon, it's easier to make a point than it is to make a difference. Great line, quote of the night. Fantastic. Was that from a sermon you preached recently? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and Andy Stanley before that. All right. Well, I, you know, whoever, nothing, there's nothing <laughs> under the sun, right? We're all, still, we're all just a guy playing a guy ripping off Andy Stanley. It's 100% <laughs> of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Absolutely. Well, uh, let us know where people can find you online so they can follow you and, uh, and, and accost you for anything that they, that they disagree with you saying. Uh, Rodney, where can people find you on the internets? Uh, they can find me at Cannon Man on Twitter. Um, my name Rodney Cannon on Facebook, but I'm not sure that I'm going to have that much longer um, uh, because of all this. It is an election year. Uh, yeah. PJ, where can people find you? Uh, Pastor Justin Stewart on Instagram, or uh, you can follow us, our church, at uh, I think it's TC Lakeland or at TC. I don't know. Just go to my Instagram. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lloyd? Yes, sir. At Lloyd is a lantern on Twitter and Instagram, um, and then Covenant Pace uh, for Instagram and Facebook. Is that a uh, Guy Gardner reference? Lloyd is a lantern. It's a Ryan Reynolds. It's a Ryan Reynolds reference. Ryan no, Reynolds. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, where, where can people find you, or do you want them to find you? I mean, if they want to find me, I'm at the Cannon Mom on Twitter. Very cool. That's probably the best place for internet people to find me <laughs> rock and roll and we you can always find us at nerd of Godcast across all the social medias we're so thankful thank you guys for coming we uh, it, it wasn't youth camp we're not going to denny's after this or uh you know making any kind of like late night wawa run we're not going to send justin to the shadiest taco shack in why mama florida for... <laughs> but uh we we will make do lloyd uh sorry about youth camp being canceled i know it, it hurts you the hardest but uh God bless us. The Lord knows what he is doing. We love you guys. We bless you to the Nerd of God squad. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're going to have some uh, some fun events here. Not going to want to miss. Uh, I love you. I'm sorry to leave you on a tease like that. But until next time, we ain't got to go home. But we can't. But we can't, can't stay, stay here. here. Gosh, that's terrible. I'm saying. You know where cancel, cancel culture lives in me?
it lives in my head and it speaks to me when I lay down at night, when I remember the things that I did 25 years ago and I have a pit in my stomach of embarrassment of just like, ugh, cringiness. I can't believe that thing that I did all those many years ago. And oh, I'm still embarrassed about it and nobody else remembers and nobody else cares. And I feel like a terrible person because when I was 20 years old, I did something like a, that was stupid, like 20 year olds do. Right. That's, where, that's where I cancel myself.